Hey, this is Aaron. And Melissa. And we're Trending Spokane, a weekly podcast all about the latest in the Lilac City. Finding out what is happening right now in Spokane can be overwhelming, but not if you're an insider. Join us as we shine light onto the latest happenings and chat about the future of our city. Each episode will introduce you to people you want to know, places you need to visit, and local knowledge you can't live without. We will help you get out and get involved. Episodes are dropping soon, and make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts now. Well, we are back for season three of Trending Northwest. This is episode 51, and we are so excited to have the fabulous Chris Bovey with us here in the studio today. Welcome, Chris. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You are the perfect person to kick off season 50 or season three, episode 51, because you have some big news coming up. So we'd love to get into that. But before we do, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into arts and design? Um, you know, I, I guess I've always had that knack, uh, but I, I, I guess it really kind of started around the Inlander when I was working at the Inlander as our director. And then, um, I kind of gravitated towards my own vintage print project after that point, but we can get into that later. But, uh, I just, uh, have always wanted to work with my hands and always wanted to have some sort of, uh, creative outlet like that but there was definitely a part that i saw missing in spokane as far as design goes and i i guess i just wanted to uh, kind of fill that void and kind of flex my muscle on that so yeah and you started with the the neon sign business first or was it print the printmaking one printmaking printmaking first yeah okay and then neon signs yeah which how how did those two come about how do you go from printmaking to neon signs well i think Neon is just a natural extension. Uh, I know it sounds kind of weird, but uh, that's that kind of 50s design aesthetic, um, it goes into this neon uh, world that doesn't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like both kind of go hand in hand when it comes to that. Like um, you look at old pictures of Spokane and it's all lit up with neon. You know what I'm saying? There's neon everywhere. And then at a certain point, it became really tacky. And everyone got rid of it. Same with that style of design. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like everyone just gravitated away from that and and went with stock photos. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. yeah. Now nothing's cooler than mid-century design. Yeah. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a total addict to that. Because Me too. Because I, I really love that. 50s, 60s retro vibe. Um, I think it comes from those early days of Disneyland, you know. Absolutely. That kind of happy, nostalgic feeling. So what made you personally, what are some memories that you have of interacting with that type of design and what did it make you feel? You know, and it's funny you bring up Disneyland because that is such a huge part, you know, like small world and tiki room and stuff like that. Like, um, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just mouthed him, Melissa. He said Tiki. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite. I would always like cruise Hilliard and like check out all the antique shops and stuff like that and look at like uh like postcards and matchbooks and stuff like that. And Spokane used to have like a really cool aesthetic. I guess everywhere in America did, but there is something like and I would look at the postcard racks and I'd look at all the design. I was like, there it doesn't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like for whatever reason, like maybe it was just cheaper, but 
there was something in the back of my mind, like, like all of us, like we grew up on that stuff, you know what I'm saying? That style of design and, and no one was doing it when I started to do it. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Here we go. Can I, can I cuss? Oh yes. We are rated M for mature. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. But I was just like, you know, I, here I am like, uh, might as well try it and, uh, see where it goes. And I, Kept calling it a project for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Like when I started this, I was just like an experiment and we'll see if you can take like classic parts of Spokane and like give them this vintage vibe to them that no one's doing anymore. Um, I think it cements a part in our cultural, uh, history of like, yeah, it's really cool. You know, this is. Uh, something unique to Spokane, like Frank's Diner or Dick's or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gives you a deeper appreciation for it. And I think it, um, almost puts it on a different level, especially, uh, in my mind. You know, it's like, wow, this is something cherished, special, you know, and it makes us Spokane, you know, it makes us who we are. So. It feels like that vibe is really coming back too. It kind of gives me, like you said, Tiki, and you said Tiki, and I thought I think it's like a Jetsons vibe for me, where it's like yeah. the very futuristic. And I feel like now we're coming back into that with like the whole telescope going out into Mars and what they're finding about like the Big Bang theory out there. And so it feels like what you do is really coming back into style, even though for some of us it never left. And I yeah. think that's where where your popularity has really taken off because we have these memories and feelings that you evoke for us. Yeah, absolutely. Like whenever I do like a pop-up show or anything like that, it is so super cool just to be able to like stand back and just give people their space because if you overhear them, they'll be just standing there looking and like memories will just wash over them. And like the crescent window when they were a kid or something like that. And they would, and the cool part about that also is like, that's been a really organic process with my business is like, they'll come up to me afterwards and be like, Oh, you know what you should do is this one. And then I pull out my phone and I keep a list and then, you know, just keep trying from that. So oh it's pretty cool. That's where my husband and I first connected with you. He is born and raised in Spokane. His grandfather actually built the shop out in Perry district. Oh, and so his cool. family has been here for a while and those places that he loved and fell – well, the, the places that he fell in love with growing up that are now gone, those are the shirts he wanted to buy from Absolutely. you. And he's a total T-shirtaholic. He has three drawers full of T-shirts. Absolutely. So he was like – every time you'd release a new one, we'd be down at the truck you know, and picking it out. You go to so many different events and fairs and festivals. How did this next step of having your own brick and mortar develop and what drove that? Like, you? you know, it's funny you say, like, I go to all these places, like, that kind of drove the next step, which is ironic, but I hit a wall. I hit a limitation with having a truck. Like, the truck was awesome and it's fantastic. And I'll still go and do the occasional pop up and stuff like that. But there were a lot of things that I wanted to do. Um, that I couldn't necessarily do just with the truck. You know, a lot of different kinds of merchandise that I wanted to try that I couldn't display, like neon signs and stuff. I couldn't really display it well on a truck. Or print and pint nights. I wanted to do screen printing classes, and there was no way I could do that with that. So 
in the back of my mind for probably like six years, I've just been like, um, where is it going to be? Not not so much of if, but it's uh, it had to be right. It had to be the perfect location in Spokane because I looked everywhere, you know. And and Spokane's really cool because it's got lots of little pockets of cool areas. You know what I'm saying? Like Millwood and Perry District and stuff like that. But I just always kept coming back to the Garland District because it was different. There was there was it's that kitsch factor, you know. It's yeah. it's that nostalgia factor like it's sam my store is sandwiched in between the garland theater and the milk bottle like two landmarks of spokane like that are fantastic that are awesome like and i just feel like at home there i guess is the best way or my business feels at home there you know what i'm saying like it's a perfect fit you know because you love the garland so much that district what would be your dream to see happen in the Garland District? Okay. If you could just create yeah, yeah, yeah. some sort of scene or vibe, Absolutely. what would you like? Absolutely. Like I thought – I've thought long and hard about this. Like if I could – have you ever been to the Cars Land in Disneyland? Yes. <laughs> or have I been to Cars yeah, Land? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I get the cozy Springs. cone yeah, and yeah. get my mac and uh-huh. cheese stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've done it. Like – that right there mm. for the Garland District. Like if you could um, incentivize businesses, other local businesses, especially to uh, like put a, their neon up, you know, on their storefront, have them open later and it and ha- welcome families back to that area, especially at night in that corridor. That's the dream. That would be fantastic. The whole thing is lit up. And it's like if you have out-of-towners, you're like, okay, we got to go check out the Garland District. So uh, National Geographic actually is going to do a story. And they are doing a story specifically about um, neon and cool towns. And they picked the Garland District just because of that. And – there, there really isn't a whole lot when you look there, but it would be awesome. It would be a dream to be able to, uh, to be able to make that strip come true. Like the reason why I'm smiling is like I would, <clears throat> like a secret of mine is I would love to be able to buy the Garland Theater and to be able to restore that as well. Like when you go inside of the Garland Theater. I'm not knocking it. It's awesome. It's beautiful. But where's the neon? Like you're mm. it, you're in the neon district. Like I would love to put neon accents inside of the theater too. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, one thing I was dreaming about, like I'm a Disneyland guy. So I would like to be able to make uh, animatronic uh, bellboy like for the ticket booth type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the guy, like the, um, the, Palm reader or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. like or Zed that. In, yeah, um, uh, Zoltar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it'd just be uh, waist <laughs> up and stuff like that, and he'd have programmed uh, things to say. But kids would absolutely love it because they don't even use the ticket booth anymore. So that would be a perfect place to just showcase him and display him. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. anyway, so that would be like a dream. To be able to kind of re- revitalize that whole district, but I'm up for the challenge. You know, I'm I'm there, so it'll be fun. 
It'll be cool. Yeah, and wouldn't it be cool to do like a classic car cruise yep. like once a month and yep. have things open late so you yep. can get an ice cream cone or a burger or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and a little Go baby the street theater. there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a lot of classic cars here in Spokane. Like you'll see they, they do their festivals downtown. Absolutely. So why not bring it up to Garland? Like that screams Absolutely. neon to me. Nostalgia. No, it definitely yeah. does. It's perfect. It's the perfect area for it. I would be the first person in line to go to that. You know I would. You probably would be second in line. I would be. Yeah. I keep finding myself at all these old car, like, Mm get-togethers. I'm just, like, happen to be there walking around. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm here again. (laughs) I think it's a sign. I need to get an old car. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great Uh, idea, though. (laughs) But by the time this goes live, it will be about a couple days before your shop opens. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about the whole process of – you mentioned wanting to do a print and pint night and all of that. But can you tell us about um, what made you choose the location and also just how it's been going about getting it all set up? Yeah. it. We, like, signed the lease mid-June and, uh, like – so, of course, I was drawn to the theater and I was – I finally, like, pulled the trigger and I reached out to the landlord of the theater because – the theater has this cool little shop, this retail space, like on the right side of it. It's a little corner spot. And I was like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? Like vintage print is just tucked right in the theater. And I reached out to the landlord and she's like, no, their uh, their lease isn't up for years. So she's like, but I also have this shop two doors down right next to Mark's guitar. And it's this uh, – the old Cooney Law Office. I go in there. There, it's ugly shit brown, like on the outside, <laughs> and ugly awnings, and uh, like there's no natural light coming in. There's drop ceiling. There's walls everywhere and stuff like that. But I saw through all that, and I was just like, "No, this could be really cool." Like, and she was awesome. Her name's Catherine. She was amazing because uh, you know. I have a lot of reservations and fears going into something new like this. You know what I'm saying? But she helped me just to be able to push through all that. And she's like, you know what? I'm, I will fund your build out as well, you know, and I'll give you free rent just to be able to get you in there because she believed in me that much. And, and so my wife and I, Liz, like we, we've just been working hard for like three months and, um, and we put in this garage roll-up door to be able to let in a whole lot of natural light and just be able to roll it up and have folks off the street and stuff like that. And so what I wanted, like, I don't know. Have you guys ever been to Nashville? Yes, I have. Have you been to Hatch Print in Nashville? Uh-uh, I okay. haven't. So it's inside of the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame, and it's inside of that same building. But it's called Hatch Show Print. And what you, as soon as you walk in there, you're greeted with this huge wall of prints. And that's all they do are just prints. It's just all posters and flat stock. And, um, very, and it's a whole gift shop area as soon as you walk in. But over to the right, there is just this huge actual vintage production workspace where they actually make all of their stuff. So you get to go in there and see the product, but also to the right, you get to see them making all this stuff. And after I went there, I was just like, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to create for Spokane. And so when you walk into my shop, um, it's kind of the same vibe where 
I move my entire studio there, my entire production space. So I'm going to be actually producing there on the spot. And then um, you'll be able to get all the retail merch there. But I didn't want to just do like a regular like retail store because everyone offers that. Um, so things like print and pint nights, I wanted people to be able to come in and be able to pull their own prints and engage that way. But over to the left, as soon as you walk in, there are there's a print your own shirt station um, for adults and kids. I did a kids <sighs> version uh, and with a little step stool and everything like that. So kids will be able to um, actually get up there and be able to experience the that magic of making something as well. So it's not hope and that design just rotates every single week, you know, where, whenever I feel like it's whatever it is. So, so hopefully it's not going to be just a typical retail experience where you come in and buy something and leave, but hopefully you hang out, you make something, play a free game of Donkey Kong as well while you're in there, you know what I'm saying? And, um, That's my and, favorite. And yeah. create a memory. You know what I'm saying? Like, and hopefully I'll be working more with the theater as well, like to create a late night destination for the weekends for families. Like I grew up here with a family, you know, I raised a family here and besides like a movie or bowling or something like that, there really wasn't a whole lot to do. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool to create this late night spot after mom and dad get off of work and take the family there and go see a movie, get a milkshake, you know what I'm hmm. saying? Pull your own shirt. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. So That would be incredible. Yeah. I would take my teenagers to do that and even they would love it. You Absolutely. Know? I think they get really into creating their own clothes and having some say in what they wear, especially at this age. And the magic is really in the types of prints that you have. And there's something for everyone. I think that's one of the coolest things about vintage print is that you're taking memories from the past and more, you know, current businesses too and creating something really unique and interesting. And we are so lucky and so fortunate to have you be making a shirt and a poster for Trending Northwest. We were seriously so honored that you took yeah. that project on. And yeah, we absolutely. Yeah. Very great. Totally excited. This is going to yeah. be an awesome partnership. I think it'll be awesome. We're yeah. so excited for that. And I love what you're doing about Garland, too, because it just yeah. seems like so many people are just online and playing, you know, games on their whatever you play a TV, whatever. <laughs> Nowadays, now I sound like my we're the age. olds. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's nice that you want to bring more people to Garland and get out with the family and doing things, too. And it absolutely. seems like Garland is the perfect spot for that too. absolutely and especially a year-round destination as well yes, you know for sure um and like i said like i would love for this to be one of those places that if you have guests from out of town you're like okay we got to go to vintage print yeah we got to mm -hmm. go check that out because it's you know it's spokane mm -hmm. wrapped up in a nutshell you know what i'm saying and be able to have an experience and a memory uh created that way that'd be awesome Absolutely. Well, and I think you really just espouse Spokane, too. Every time that anyone comes to visit, I'm either getting them something of yours or I'm bringing them to an event that you're at if it happens to coincide. So Absolutely. Yeah. And Garland can absolutely be a year-round event, too. It's easy to get to and yeah. very walkable for yeah. the whole community. So, absolutely. Yeah. What's really cool and unique, too, about the Garland District, and I realize we're very stuck on this, but it's because it's <laughs> that amazing – um, is there are artisans that are all throughout that corridor. Yeah. One of my yeah. very favorites is Jim at Violin Works. 
because my husband plays bass, he makes sure to get his, you know, instruments worked on there. And we bought actually at the Farm Chicks a damaged violin that looked like it was garbage and took it to Jim and he restored it to being better than brand new. He was wow. so proud of it when he was done. So if you want to connect with a really cool artist who is about to retire, he's actually going to be hanging up his hat and – I think he said at the end of this year, but he changes that. Sometimes he says, yeah, I'm, I'm done after next year. And then he's still around. But he's one of those garland treasures that we are so grateful for. And the instruments that come out of his shop are just stunningly beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So we, we love seeing that. And we love seeing the addition of you to that, you know, very storied group of humans who are making that happen. I really want to go shopping. Will you please go vintage shopping with me? Where do you want to go vintage shopping, Erin? Well, the best place in Monroe District to go vintage shopping, 1889. Uh, okay, if it's 1889, I'm definitely going to be there because they have a lot of cool stuff that even I'm into. And I'm not a huge vintage person. Yeah, 1889 Salvage Co. is my favorite. This is one of the most diverse, incredible vintage stores in the entire region. And one of those reasons is because they give so much back to local charities and do a lot of really great work supporting the animal shelter and all kinds of other initiatives that make the city of Spokane a more wonderful place to live. Absolutely. And I love the fact that there's like different sections in the store where it has different items. So like there's a barware section and there's a clothing yeah. section. And then every like what month it seems like they have new rotating displays too of all mm -hmm. the different vintage items. They're absolutely gorgeous. So if you want to stock your bar with the coolest barware that will get every one of your friends talking, or if you want to wear clothes that really make you stand out, you definitely want to check out 1889. And Gina, the owner, is such a sweetheart. She really cares about Spokane and gives back to so many local charities. So be sure to check that out on 1889salvageco.com. And usually we ask about what's coming up and what kind of places you'll be going, what events you'll be at in the future. But... Do you have any events coming up or are you really focused, I mean, on getting this launched? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I'm just focused on this. Like um, the next big thing that is in the back of my mind is um, I'm going to be launching the Bovie Boneyard at my property. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. I just put my hands in the air, you guys. I love it. Uh, so and I'm – you know, I was thinking about timeline and when I should launch it and everything like that. But anyways, it's um, – I've started a collection on my property. I got 10 acres in Medical Lake and I started with this huge Wolfie sign, all neon, <laughs> but I uh, cemented it in the ground, fully restored it, and it lights up on my property every night. And I just slowly started acquiring other pieces of Spokane history, uh, sign history. Um, like people just start tagging me and saying, oh, yeah. Chris Bovey, check this out, blah, blah, blah. So, um, like, the goal for the Bovey Boneyard would be, like, once a year, we have a vintage print event on my property, and you would be able to come out and kind of like, you know, old nostalgic drive-in type feel, park in the field, and be able to walk around, maybe drink a beer or something like that, and be able to see all this neon up close and be able to, you know, take some swag home with you as well. Like, uh, especially like, uh, one thing we want to do is like sell like super cheap prints that we're kind of cycling out of as mm. well. So it's, it would be a, 
awesome event to try and uh, bring Spokane out to and see these things. Like I just got the Italian kitchen sign restored and I finally got the uh, chef flipping the pan and he hasn't done that again in in years. So so that's completely lit up and fully restored and everything like that. And I just got my hands on the old Luigi sign and that'll go on top of my uh, shop as well. So, so... Yeah, uh, so that that's going to be the next piece of the puzzle, um, and launching uh, the Boneyard, and then having that event every single year. So that's so fun. Yeah. yeah, and we also talked very briefly about the possibility someday, maybe, of a haunted house kind of yeah. event yeah. at yeah, the yeah. old hospital. Yeah, in Ooh. Colfax, mm-hmm. it would be fantastic because. Uh, the husband and wife team, the are younger couple, they're trying to restore this uh, old hospital, St. Ignatius. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking of some sort of cool vintage print event, but like a vintage Halloween type theme there. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like spooky, scary wood haunted house type thing, like just have live music there, have food trucks there and, you know, uh, vintage nostalgic kind of um, – Halloween type vibes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. not the jump really... scares. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing like no, that. My, but not my thing. but then make it a fundraiser for them, mm-hmm. and also like you get to go on spooky tours of the building as well. You know, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be a great experience. But yeah, and Colfax is low key my favorite place to go vintage shopping. Is that true? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. No, there's this way. one place called like Grandma's Attic or something. I got. Probably 150 ornaments from them because wow. their prices were amazing and they were gorgeous, brand new inbox, shiny brights, and like all kinds. Of, you know, my weird obsession with Christmas ornaments. Yeah. And uh, Belief for You is down yeah, there. Yeah. One that's of the, who owns the hospital. Oh, that's right. Yes. I keep, I never made that connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh it's my them. goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they are such interesting curators. Yeah. They pick the most beautiful things. And I don't know how they find it all, but it's all right down there in Colfax. And it's like one of those little rural areas that is so beautiful. It literally feels like you've walked back in time. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so this would just be like, you know, the next piece of the puzzle. Like if you can draw people out to Colfax for this Halloween event. Like, have them explore the city of Colfax and then up on top of a hill. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. Go to this, uh, you know, this haunted, haunted hospital. hospital. It'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. It'd be awesome. Gosh, I love that. Well, and it's not even like you need – it doesn't even need to be like the jump scares that you were talking about mm-hmm. because it's a haunted hospital. It's like, terrifying. Really, that's enough. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all, all you need. need. No, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's spooky but really interesting. Yeah. 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 And yeah. only being an hour away too. I mean people yeah. drive that to go to a football game. Absolutely. Why not go to Colfax and – Go to the spooky place. And draw from <laughs> Pullman and Moscow. Yeah. You know, it's not too far. Yeah. Know? There are lots of college kids, I'm sure, that would get all up in that. Yeah. And Melissa, you're going to go vintage shopping with me, right? I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap her. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> in the friendliest possible way. So we have a new segment that is Vinny's Random Questions. And we're going to call it, like, the new Fast Five. 
<laughs> so it was his very favorite segment. And we're going to be doing a special edition of the Fast Five on our After Hours podcast, which you'll be able to subscribe to along with our brand new Kickstarter that's coming very soon to help launch the physical print magazine that we're hoping to get published in January of 2023. But here is our Fast Five random questions. Thanks to Vinny, our podcast producer. And this will just be rapid fire. So yep. just okay, whatever man. comes okay. to your head. Yep. Okay. Perfect. So I'm going to take the first one. Okay. Favorite restaurant in Spokane? Um, it's a loaded question. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll say Frank's. Frank's is oh, great. Yeah. I love yeah, yeah. that. Classic. Uh, if you could own any neon sign in the whole world, which one would Ooh. it be? Uh, you know, I would say – the Vegas Vic guy or Vegas Vicky, like mm. either one of those. The Vegas Vicky, if you've seen that in person in the hotel mm. down there, I it's have like three stories. Her leg kicks up. That's incredible. It is totally. <laughs> so favorite place. Oh wait, no. Erase that. What did you eat for breakfast today? It's a uh, really weird question. Banana but we bread. Ooh. Homemade banana bread. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Was that from your sweet wife? Yeah. What a hero. I know. She's amazing. Yeah. She's awesome. She can make some banana bread. She's inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite event in Spokane? I know that's like Um, not even giving you a (laughs) – Favorite event in Spokane, like currently or in the past? That's a good question. In the past. In the past, I loved Elkfest. I love going to Elkfest. Or, you know – So good. Not to be biased, but like Garland Street Fair, something like that. But I love going to um, Perry Street Fair as well. That, that's fantastic. But um, yeah, I would say Elkfest. It probably Elkfest. takes a cake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, if there were any business other than the Garland Theater that you would want to buy and restore, any building or any past business, what would it be here in Spokane? Other than the Garland uh-huh. Theater. <laughs> that's a hard one. Right? Oh, my gosh. Um. I don't know if this counts, but I would love to be able to make a second Dick's location, but still keep that same vintage nostalgic vibe, but like put it somewhere like Kendall Yards-ish area or someplace like that and really make it a showcase centerpiece uh, for Spokane. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's uh, where it is, you know, you wouldn't mess with it, but it's a little sketchy, that neighborhood and stuff like that. But if you could put it somewhere that uh, is a little more accessible and uh, family friendly walking distance and stuff like that, I think it'd be awesome. I yeah. think it'd be cool. So you could like promenade with a burger along yeah, the Yeah, that's river. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. something like Ooh, that. Yeah. Great, yeah, I think it'd be right? rad. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I go like 1800s. <laughs> oh, you know, you know I have a few. You do. God, I'm so weird, you guys. I am so grateful that the two of you hang out with me and that we get to talk together. And it has been so wonderful getting to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We're excited to come to your opening. And if you want to do one last plug, encourage people to come out. Are you ready? Yeah. Set, go. Okay, so we will be open... Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the f- is it 16th, 17th, 18th? I don't have my yeah, calendar. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, okay. it's the 16th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, the 16th through the 18th. Okay. And just to let you know, we are, um, we're not sponsored by anybody, but we're going to, uh, Dick's Hamburgers has donated a whole bunch of free hamburgers to the event. The Scoop ice cream truck is going to be there in front of the store giving out free ice cream. <laughs> And I think Surge Coffee is going to have their little vintage uh, truck as well. So 
Yeah. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fantastic. So come any of those days and uh, say hi. I should be in there printing. So. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to yeah. be there. You ready for this, Melissa? I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. We can't wait. Are you able to tell us what your hours will kind of be like when it's open, open? Yeah. So yeah. we're kind of concentrating everything on the weekends. Okay. Um, yeah. Like getting away from the old school, like Monday through Friday type of schedule. But we'll be open uh, Thursday, 12 to 6, uh, Friday, noon to 8. We'll stay open later on weekends, Saturday, noon to eight, and then Sunday, 12 to six or 11 to six, something like that. So Perfect. So plenty of opportunity to go out and visit and then walk along Garland too, especially in this weather. That's it. You know, it'll clear out. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. The weather will get beautiful. Yeah. Yay. Well, we're so excited for you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome.